Hello, friends. Welcome or welcome back to Linguity Podcast. I know that I've taken a huge break from making podcasts, and that's just because I, I haven't really felt good mentally. I could I couldn't write anything. I was really not able to sustain that routine of creating a draft, then putting my thoughts together, then recording and editing. So it was really hard. But I'm really really sorry. For all of you who've been waiting on me and really who who've been waiting on these podcasts, um, I'm really sorry. But I'm back with a new po- podcast with a new episode, and I genuinely hope that I will be able to continue publishing new podcasts weekly. So, anyways, I am here today with an exciting topic that everybody is just obsessed with. I'm pretty sure. And it's one of the hardest ones as well. So, I am going to be talking about how to think in a new language. So, if you don't know what this podcast is about because you've never been here before, and maybe you have forgotten what this whole thing is about because you heard me for the first time like months ago, right? I want to remind you that this podcast focuses on learning foreign languages and not English in particular. I'm just going to be teaching you different techniques and、um, methods that have helped me improve my English skills that you can apply to your language journey. If you're learning Spanish, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, any language that you desire to know or to speak. You can do it, and I am gonna help you. And today, we're gonna talk about different techniques and different strategies that can lead you to the language fluency and thinking in your new chosen tongue. So let's get started. If you ask me. Is it possible to be fluent in a language and still think in a different language while you are speaking that first one? Then my answer is an absolute no. The reason for that is because I don't believe that anyone can actually be advanced in a tongue if they are not so deeply bonded with it as to think and comprehend everything outright or without any support from a different tongue. What I'm saying is that in order to feel free and fearless when you are speaking with someone in a new language, you've got to shift your mind in a mode of total independence. Trust me. Even though in the beginning it seems like an insurmountable obstacle, something way too complicated to do. Later, paradoxically, it's going to simplify the whole process to your brain. Say no to translation today and continue listening to this podcast. To find out how to do it. Well, now I realize you might be waiting for some magical thing you need to do just once for the whole no problem thinking in new tongue thing to work. But unfortunately, that's not the way our brain is wired. Repetition is the key. But today, I also want to tell you my story. So. Let's get started. In this method, there are three steps. There are three aspects or key things to remember, 
and I'm gonna teach you them. I'm gonna explain. I'm going to try to elaborate as exhaustively as possible on all of these subjects separately. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to incorporate all of those things together in a little bit of an experiment that I will lead you through. And you will try to practice it on your own, and then you will feel better, I suppose, because this process, this method really helped me. And it's something I've never really heard on the internet or from any other language learners or teachers or anybody, right? So I had to discover it myself. Perhaps everybody feels that. Perhaps it's something that everybody does when they start to think in a foreign language, but it's something that nobody really talks about. Maybe it's because it's hard and it's not really something that you can explain easily because it's more it has more to do with your feelings rather than with your um some particular steps or a magical trick that you need to do only once, right? Like I said before. So I will try my best to explain to you how it works. But remember that the key here is not what I say. The key here is your inner voice. The key here is your deep submersion into this class. You need to try to connect with yourself, connect with your feelings, connect with your soul and find the meaning and find the purpose and find that uh, trick that'll help you be fluent in that language inside of yourself, okay? So that's the thing you need to remember. Keep in mind throughout this podcast and we're moving on to the next clip, to the next episode of this podcast where I'm going to be talking about the first step in this method. Okay, so the first step is quite primitive because it's logical, right? You need to know some words. You need to have some basic vocabulary to think in a foreign language. If you don't know any words, you cannot think. It's obvious. You only think in languages that we know the vocabulary of. And so uh, the first step you need to check is that you know at least a hundred words in that language. It doesn't matter if you know them only by their translation and you don't feel them yet, which is something we're going to be talking about here today. It's just important for me to have you with a hundred word bag in your brain, perfectly fine, lying there, waiting for the moment to be used. Okay, so if that box is already checked on your to-do list, then we're gonna move on to the next part. If you still struggle with the vocabulary, then you're gonna have to wait a little bit and first make sure that this box is checked. Because if this box is not checked, then you're not gonna be able to move on to the next step because the next step is already the very work we need to do with those phrases or words or vocabulary as generally. So yeah, make sure you know words, that's important. Step number two is exactly the technique, and I call it feel the words. So in order to understand this technique better, I want to first give an example. Um, If you are a native speaker of English, then it's going to be easy for you. So I'm going to give you the word, like bad. When you hear the word bad, what is the first association? How do you feel that word? Obviously, it's not good, so you can't picture something like a cake or balloons or a celebration. If something is bad, 
it means that it's not good. It means that it's something appalling. Something is uh, maybe some somebody's hurt or somebody's in the hospital. I don't know. Anything that is bad. So you feel the word. And when somebody says, "Oh, my day was bad." You don't picture that this person went on a vacation to a beautiful, uh, picturesque country and, um, you know, his dream just came true or anything. You imagine that this person had a terrible day, that something went wrong, something was not good. But for that, you don't have to translate the word bad. You feel the word bad. You know what I'm talking about? So the same thing has to happen in your new tongue for you to be able to speak without translation. And understand, of course. So try to close your eyes, repeat one word or the word bad several times and try not to remember its translation. Understand the character of the word. Attach it to your personal memory, image, sensation and try to keep repeating that word and revisiting that image or that attachment instead of trying to look for the word's translation. Attempt to transport yourself to a new reality where only this tongue with its weird new words exists. It's like switching to a new different frequency. Then do the same with sentences or phrases. It takes practice. And at first, you'll be struggling thoroughly and won't really be getting what I'm talking about. But keep on doing that until you feel something click, like an epiphany of what this method is all about. Finally, step number three. We're very close to unleashing the very truth about how to think in a new language and I'm very happy for you. So we have different parts of speech in any tongue. There are nouns, verbs, adjectives and other parts of speech which we're going to talk about maybe later but not today for sure. So let's focus only on the first three most important primary parts of speech. So uh, they are all different for obvious reasons. And therefore, there are different ways you can transform those words into pictures, memories, and sensations. Everything I said in the previous clip is very important. So you have to keep that in mind and try to incorporate those two, blend them together in order to succeed in our future experiment, okay? So let's start with nouns. Nouns are objects, for the most part. They're also abstract nouns, like happiness or wealth. This is something you can't really touch or imagine very easily. For every person, wealth or success or happiness are all different things. But that's the beauty of our imagination. We can imagine things, and it doesn't really matter. As long as you understand correctly the meaning of the word, and your image helps you to do that, you can keep on using that exact same image. So what I'm talking about is that nouns that mean objects which we can touch and we can feel or we can see, you can you just have to imagine that thing, imagine it or maybe go and touch it. For example, I'm trying to learn the word pencil in English or in Spanish or in Japanese in any language. And so instead of trying to learn the translation, I need to take the nearest pencil 
touch it and say to myself all the sensations I'm experiencing, all the things that are going through my mind and trying to attach the word, the sound of the word pencil to the image rather than to the translation, okay? And that's something you need to do with every single noun you learn. Try to picture, imagine, go find that object and touch it and talk to it maybe. Maybe, I don't know, do something with it, write with it, talk to it, I don't know, dance with it. Do anything you can in order to make it more memorable. And so the next time you hear that sound, the sound will be associated and very easily attached to the picture. And you won't have to think of the translation. You will feel the picture. You will see that image in your brain again. And you will know exactly what that word means. Okay? Now, verbs. Okay, verbs are a little harder because they mean actions, right? But still, it's not as hard as adjectives. Because adjectives are more abstract and they mean different things for everyone. And we're going to talk about them just in five seconds. But as for verbs, all you have to do is to perform that action. For example, if I'm learning how to say run, I have to stand up and run around my room or go for a run. And every time you run at any point in your life, you just need to repeat to yourself, I'm running or I run. Or just repeat that same word, run, 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 run. And imagine that. Or if you cannot run, if you're sitting in a, in a library learning your new language and you can't just stand up and run around the library, right? It's not good or appropriate. You just can, I don't know, imagine it. Close your eyes, picture the latest marathon you've maybe visited or the latest time that you have run yourself. And just imagine that sensation, maybe the the breeze that went through your hair, maybe the smell of the street that you were running along, maybe some sounds that are significant to you, which you heard as you were running. Anything that can be associated with the word. You have to feel the word. This whole technique is about feeling the word because you cannot help doing that. You cannot help feeling the word in order to understand the word because when you translate everything it's because you feel the word in your native language and you still struggle to feel that word and to fully comprehend its character in that new tongue that you're learning okay hopefully that's clear if verbs that you're learning are too hard and they are not something that can be easily pictured it's not exactly an action uh like for example to here, it's harder, but still it's possible, or relegate, or I don't know, anything. Like, ver- there are different types of verbs that are super hard to picture. Try to imagine that verb. Try to feel its character. Is it a positive verb, or is it a negative one? What kind of vibe does it carry? What kind of character does it convey? Is it good? Is it bad? Do you like this verb or do you hate this verb? Or is it neutral? Is it something in between? So you have to repeat that word thousands of times and try to attach to something personal, something that really means to you, okay? It's super crucial. And a similar thing happens with adjectives. Since they're all abstract, they're something specific like good, bad, to every person they're different. Some people may think it's a good thing that it's raining outside. Other people think it's terrible. And so 
the very meaning of the word good is very ambiguous you know it depends on the person's opinion but that's the beauty of it you can always find that anchor inside of you and attach that new adjective to that anchor and just feel this word so be as creative as you possibly can trust me that's the key to unraveling this riddle of how to think in a new tongue without any support from your native language so i hope you guys understood it and now we're going to move on to our last clip and our final experiment so finally we've reached the experiment and since i know english you guys probably know english it won't do us any good trying to repeat the same english phrase we already feel it we already know it so well, i have decided to take this common spanish phrase instead and it sounds like quiere decir i have learned this phrase recently but i still don't feel it because it sounds foreign to me and this phrase literally word by word means it wants to say quiere it wants decir say to say so it wants to say in english it would be like it means it means something so uh, but the way i would really connect with spanish is through understanding the phrase itself i do not want to think of the word it means when there is no such verb in the spanish phrase we have only the verb want and the word to say and i want to connect with the spanish language so i have to feel the phrase as it is in spanish it sounds weird it's a really complicated subject but what you need to do is to understand the phrase feel every word and still think of it as something logical You know what I'm talking about? Because if we translate everything directly in our brains and when I say quiere decir, you all think about it wants to say it does not make any sense to us. It sounds weird, irrational, so you have to feel the words, you have to pronounce them, understand them and think of them as something logical, something that makes sense without ever going back or running back to English for any support, okay? So, for that, first what we're going to do is we're going to pronounce it 10 times trying to feel what happens in our brain what we sense at the sound of each word so let's pronounce it separately 10 times and try to feel to really kind of f- fall into a pool of nothingness into space and try to attach that word to whatever feels right to you not english english is gone we don't have english we are we're forgetting about it for just 5 seconds okay let's do it quiere 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 So, what I was trying to picture was definitely something that is away from me. Quiere 
and I was trying to feel like something is pulling away from me because it's not me. It's not the the first person's verb, right? It's not I want it. It wants. So it is something that is not me. It's something something other than me. And so I was trying to pull that word away from myself. So sometimes it's really hard. And it feels weird and it feels unnatural and funny and other things too. But at first it really does feel like that. And maybe you didn't feel anything while repeating that word. But what's important is that it's better to just repeat and maybe not understand what you're saying than to be saying one thing and understanding another in your brain. So if while saying this phrase, you are not feeling any attachment, any feeling, any memory, just keep repeating it without even trying to attach it to anything. Just don't translate. Just just repeat it without even thinking what it means, okay? Try to just say it, okay? And not attach it to any particular English word, English phrase, or English sound. Just say it for the fun of saying it, okay? And now let's say the second word and try to do the same. If you don't feel anything special towards that word, just say it 10 times and don't stress about it. Just don't translate. That's the key here, okay? Let's do it. Decir. 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 Decir, 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 decir. So what I was trying to do is to not picture any particular person because it is the infinitive of the word. Decir means to say. So it's something that has no face. It's not I, we, you, they want or say or anything. It is something that is in its infinitive form. So I was not picturing anything in particular. I was trying to say it and not attach it to many things. Okay, maybe I have confused with this experiment. But trust me, if you do it and repeat it over and over, you can do this. You will find the meaning. You will find that anchor sooner or later. It takes different times for it to different people, right? And therefore, it's very important to not give up. Never give up. It will come to you. You feel the words in your native language, which means you've already done once. All you have to do is just wait a little bit more to find it and to figure out how to do it once more. Also, if you want to know what I did first in order to speak and to think in English, was that I would go to bed every night and I would lie. But before falling asleep, I would force my brain to form a few sentences, a few phrases about how my day went or what I did or what I was planning to do the next day. So it helped me a lot. So before falling asleep, try to close your eyes, imagine things in English and form a few phrases, force your brain to think in this new tongue. And then with that feeling of gratitude and satisfaction, you're going to sleep better. You're going to see a lot of beautiful dreams. And trust me, the true reward that you can get is when you fall asleep, you wake up the next morning and you realize that you had a dream in English. I I remember the first time it happened to me and I was on 
on cloud nine when I realized I had just had a dream in English because I remembered all those characters were speaking English to me and I could understand them without having to translate anything at all. It was magical. Yeah. Thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and send me some personal audio messages. I will be listening with great pleasure to all of them. Ask me any questions. I realize it's super hard to comprehend this super difficult topic. I I was struggling recording it a lot and I will definitely relate to you struggling to understand it. So if you have any additional questions, feel free to ask me. I am totally free to reply to you people and just just feel free to come to me for support, right? And from now on, I promise to attempt to publish new podcasts very regularly every Saturday or Sunday. Also, suggest maybe some topics you want me to talk about that you are struggling with that also are related to languages. I will be very happy to answer and to support you people. So yeah, see you next time. Bye!